Hello and welcome to Conversations with Colby. I'm here with Kelly Skinner. Welcome. Thank you once again. So nice that you're back and we can continue doing these. <laughs> mm, yeah, I, I missed this actually. Yes, so did I. Yeah. It's therapy for me. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it lets things out mm-hmm. that want to get out. Um, I have tremendously enjoyed just sitting here, uh, expressing thoughts, sharing wisdom, um, and, and hearing what you have to say as well. It's been a, a wonderful experience for me so far. Thank you. It's been, it's been quite amazing for me too. And I hear you may want my husband on, which if you manage to get that man <laughs> to open up and talk, I'll just, I'll be all ears. I'm, I can't wait to hear that episode. <laughs> I look forward to it too. I love Jeff. Um, yes, I want your husband. <laughs> uh, I would love, I, you know, Jeff is such a, a genuine and sweet soul, and I've had wonderful, amazing conversations with him. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, though, yeah, even though he might not necessarily espouse some of the same ideas mm-hmm. uh, that, that you do, that's what I've said to Jeff is like, you guys complement each other yeah. so well. And I love his perspective. And, um, you know, we need. Uh, differing voices. We need unique and, and various voices. Uh, that's what makes that what's what make, makes this world and society so great. Mm-hmm. Is that the alternative voices, the the variety of things that we hear mm-hmm. that we're exposed to. The balance. The balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because otherwise we end up in an echo chamber, and we end up praying, uh, falling victim to confirmation bias. Yeah. Where we hear the same things over and over again. Mm-hmm. We have the same thoughts. Mm-hmm. And we may end up thinking that that's all there is. Mm-hmm. Which leads us to a very dangerous place where people be- begin to believe or assume that their opinions are fact. Mm-hmm. And that is a slippery slope uh, to uh, a-, a place of... Um, well, a lot of ignorance and conflict mm-hmm. and suffering, yep. as we see in this, in this world today. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's nice to have balance in my life. It's nice that, you know, my partner, my better half, he is, I refer to him, he's the tortoise, I'm the hare. Mm-hmm. So he slows me down and I speed him up. And, yeah. uh, you know, going back to, to what you were mentioning, there is no, I don't both smoke up his ass to make him think, like, I don't always agree with him. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's what makes our relationship in particular work. I think it's what makes mm. any good relationship, regardless of mm-hmm. whether you're married or not. If you can hold that truth and yes. have others know that others are going to respect it, it makes for better relationships all around. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. If if uh, both members of a relationship or all members of a community and, and interpersonal relationship bring their authenticity, mm-hmm. that relationship will flourish. Mm-hmm. And it's not about having the same opinions, it's about having mutual respect mm-hmm. for each other, especially when we have different opinions because that's where we grow. Mm-hmm. If we all thought the same things, where would our growth be? Mm-hmm. You know, how would we push ourselves and expand ourselves? Uh, I celebrate differences of opinion. I'm, I'm excited because it's an opportunity for me to learn something mm-hmm. or perhaps share something that I've learned with someone else. Mm-hmm. And either way, that's invigorating for me. Again, as long as it comes from that place 
of authenticity. If you share your truth, mm-hmm. your partner, no matter what their opinion, will respect you for that because that's honesty. It's the real you and that's who they fell in love with. And the same thing in your partner, that's who you fell in love with in Jeff mm-hmm. is the real him. Mm-hmm. And if he started changing that to be more you know, closely aligned to your way of doing things, that would no longer be the person that you fell in love with. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Do you remember, I think I shared with you the quote from Abraham Hicks, I love you so much, I don't care what you think. Uh, yeah, I remember that because I used it in a post there Yay. the other week. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it. I ended up getting quite a few likes by it. Mm. Um, and because I did that course that uh, you had so kindly gifted to me. And mm. oh gosh, he was brilliant, um, Dr. Gabor. And I loved listening to him speak. But what did he say? It was basically like we don't say no in relationships because we want to be liked, right? <sighs> like, so we continue to put ourselves out there and say yes and st- stretch yes. ourselves thin. And, you know, we put ourselves last because we're saying yes to everybody else. Uh-huh. That, you know, at the end of the day, as humans, we're just exhausted uh-huh. and we have nothing left to give for ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, in that post, um, I had said, like, love yourself enough today that you know if other people don't like you it doesn't matter mm-hmm. you know put yourself first mm. so yes I, I very clearly and very well remember that quote that you mm. gave from Abraham Hicks I don't think I did it justice just there but that's okay no honestly <laughs> hearing that was sensational for me that was it, it expanded upon that and it brought into it the the boundaries of mm-hmm. if I truly in order to truly love and respect you, Mm -hmm. I have to learn where to draw lines. And the nicest thing I can do for you is to say no to you Mm -hmm. when it's a real no for me. Now I can share with you and I can help you understand the no by telling you what I'm saying yes to. Mm -hmm. Because every no is a yes to something else. And that choicefulness, that ability to make those choices to preserve our relationship is far more important than your momentarily liking what I have to say or being comfortable with what I have to say. And if you truly understand that and value our relationship, you also will see the yes behind the no. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, maybe we take time to you know, extrapolate that and, and dig a little deeper so we can you know, express that more, more concretely to each other. But after a period of time, it becomes more automatic. We trust each other. Mm-hmm. Now, if I were to hear a no from you, I would trust you so intrinsically that I would immediately look for the yes behind that. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't see it, I would know that it's there. And I would trust you that you're making not only the best decision for yourself, but also for our interpersonal relationship mm-hmm. and for your interaction with the community we live in. I wish you could do therapy session with my in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can imagine that comment resonates with a, with a, lot, a lot of people. people. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> just a society you know we've we've forgotten that other people have commitments and other people have things to do and there's there's reasons we're all saying no to things Mm -hmm. 
it comes down to respecting each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, lamentably, many of us for a long time, genera- generationally over and over again, have become well-trained slaves. Mm-hmm. And entities and organizations which want us to be controllable and mm-hmm. malleable have enforced this idea among us that saying no is bad. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you look at American consumerism and capitalism and it grows so strong because people are saying yes all the time mm-hmm. to more goods, more work, more hours, more slavery, more... <laughs> more sacrifice mm-hmm. to the masters that are reaping the rewards of all of our labor. Mm-hmm. But we've stopped saying yes to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're saying no to ourselves and yes to strangers mm-hmm. because we want to be liked. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that more than anything, having given up what we gave up in Canada to be here, um, <clears throat> you know, we were very much guilty of the same thing. My husband was working 50, 60 hours a week. I was running myself into the ground and missing out on the children. Why? Because we had to pay a mortgage. We had to pay an electric bill. We had to pay for the car payments. Like, the, the list goes on and on. Oh, the mm. birthday parties. The kids need this. The kids need... And need. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this is a story that I was making up in my own mind that the, we need, we need. Mm. And, you know, when you pulled it all back and... We sold our house. We sold, like, we had our dream house. We sold everything to come here. And it's so different um, here. And I go, the kids don't need all that. Yeah. They, yeah. they just, when you boil it down, they just need hugs and love and yeah. snuggles at the end of the day. And to know that I have their back mm. for everything, you know? And it doesn't mean that because I have their back for everything doesn't mean I think they're always right. And I don't always tell my children that they're mm. right. I'll tell my children when they're wrong mm-hmm. because I think that's just as important. But mm-hmm. um, just knowing that I'm there for them and that's all mm. they need. Yeah. They need stuff. <laughs> yes. I love how you transition there from, you know, the original statements of, you know, my kids need this, my kids need that. Um, in the stories that we tell ourselves, Mm -hmm. except I would disagree with you on something. That's not your story. I think you said the words, you know, Mm -hmm. my story is this. And I said, that's not your story. That's the story that's been implanted in you. Mm -hmm. And it's at odds with what your true story is. Mm -hmm. And your true story is what you said in the second part, in the last part, Mm -hmm. about the love and the connection, you know, and being there for your sons whether or not you disagree with them you are there for them that's your story and the other story you started with that's someone else's story that you've been mimicking and parroting as a well-trained slave for a portion of your life as have i as have so many others um and then the the second part i'm blanking (laughs) (laughs) it's okay yeah um, I can interject here if if you've drawn a blank. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a very interesting conversation. I have a very good friend of mine. Um, They're Korean. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we were having a good in-depth conversation over the weekend. And I said, because she says, Koreans, they don't say no. They say yes, 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 Mm -hmm. yes, yes to everything. Mm. And I asked her, I said, why is that? Because she, for all intents and purposes, she, she left that country. She left that life. And um, she said no 
to her country yeah. and yes to herself. <sighs> and I asked her, I said, like, why is it that, you know, your country is like that? And she just said, that's just the way that we've been brought up and raised in an institute that yeah. we, we can't say no in our country. If you say no in their country, you're shamed. You are shamed. Oh. They look at you like, mm. what's wrong with that person? Why are they saying no? Mm. And so when they broke free of their, I don't know, broke free of their country, but they had the courage to decide that this wasn't the life that they wanted yeah. for themselves and move on and create something completely different where it's about their children, it's about their family, mm. and it's about them saying yes for themselves. Um, yeah. You know, I applaud that. That's just to have the courage to do that takes a lot the courage to be disliked mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the courage to be disliked because let me tell you her mm. her family doesn't agree with the decisions that they've made yeah. but she feels good yeah about the way that they're raising yeah. their children and that at the end of the day is all that matters well is it better to disagree with other voices that aren't ours no matter how much we care about their opinions of us or is it better to disagree with ourself mm -hmm. You know, like, I, I don't want to disagree with my own self. I've done that for far too long, and that has not worked out. Mm -hmm. I've had this cognitive dissonance my whole life mm -hmm. between what I've, the stories I've adopted mm -hmm. and what I've told myself and what's really, truly in my heart. And mm -hmm. only now am I finally getting to the root of that and unwiring, <laughs> rewiring the mm -hmm. programming mm -hmm. You know, decoding, reprogramming myself to be in alignment with who I am, mm -hmm. to finally be in a place of integrity and authenticity. Mm -hmm. I often find that when I do something to please somebody else and I go against my inner voice, I end up with this knot in my mm -hmm. solar plexus mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. days, weeks, lose yeah. sleep, all that kind of stuff. Whereas if I flow in alignment with me, yeah. it might be that uncomfortable feeling momentarily, yeah. but it passes so much quicker. <sighs> yes. Right? Yeah. Than when I'm like going against my own self. Yeah. yeah. So the mm. body talks to us. It does. And it's about whether we're listening or not. Yes. Right? What you just said reminded me of a quote my, my father often said to us. It was, there's two ways you can go about life. Mm -hmm. The easy, hard way or the hard, easy way. Mm -hmm. So if we do the easy thing and just try to get along and be liked, we're going to suffer for that. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a lot harder for a lot longer. Mm -hmm. But if we do something that might be hard in the moment mm -hmm. and takes courage, then the rest of our path will be easier for it mm -hmm. and happier and healthier and all those things. And I remembered what I... The other point that I, I meant to respond earlier, when you said our dream home, mm -hmm. and I had the instant thought <laughs> reaction, that's not your dream home, that's someone else's dream mm -hmm. that they shared with you. And because you wanted maybe to fit in and be liked, that we we adopt. I'm not, you know. No, no. At least for me, that's the case. You're hitting the nail on the head. I know. Continue, and then I'll. I'll... Yeah, it's um, realizing now that a lot of things that I thought I valued, that I thought were important to me, were not truly my values. They mm -hmm. were values I had adopted from someone else, mm -hmm. or from 
you know, some source of, (laughs) you know, um, manipulation. Let's call it what it is. To finally peel back the layers of that and realize that's not my dream after all. That's not my dream house. My dream is here in Cabarete. My dream is freedom. So that was, that, that really landed on me. That was a very poignant. You know, when I say our dream house, I look back and I realize for me and for my husband, it spoke of success. Yes. In our mind. <laughs> it was like, we've made it. We've yeah. done this. Look at what we've accomplished. Mm-hmm. And it was like almost a trophy. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. this is, this is, look at, look, look, mm-hmm. you know. And in some regards, too, and I know this because I've had conversations with my husband, is that he felt like his family could finally be proud. Yeah. Oh. That, yeah, when you're doing something so that somebody else can be proud of you, yeah. and th- somebody else thinks you're a success. Somebody that's supposed to love you, yeah. that really should be proud of you. Regardless. Regardless. But he's never really felt that they were proud of, of him. <sighs> Yeah. outside of what he mm. had in the way of stuff. Oh. So we've really broken from that whole, whether you call it matrix or whatever it yeah. is. Um, and you know what? It's still hard. Sometimes yeah. I still feel like there's a few wires still connected to me yeah. in the sense that there's, there's every once in a while I go back and I'm like, I miss the big house. Mm. I miss the one acre lot with the mm. and the and doing this and having the pool parties and hosting and there is times where I miss those things. Yeah. But I'm like, man, I worked my butt off day in and day out to be able to and so did my husband to mm. be able to do those things. So yeah. do I really miss it? I don't know. Well and was it worth what you gave up? So in economics I studied yeah. opportunity cost. Okay. And it's basically, what do you give up and mm-hmm. what do you gain? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there could be. I mean, having a, a, a big house and, and a, you know, plenty of money in the bank to go buy groceries and go on vacations, there is appeal to that. That's how people stay hooked. Mm-hmm. It's not saying there's nothing enjoyable there. Mm-hmm. And economic stability is also a fundamental need. Mm-hmm. You know, a roof over our head, food on our table, those are basic needs. Mm-hmm in the security and safety that a financial cushion provides us. Yet, what we give up to get, it's, it's that extra money. It's once we've got our basic needs met, and then how much of our time do we give up now to pursue luxury goods or, or mm-hmm. things that are, we are told that we need to be happy, and advertisers and marketers are expertly devious mm-hmm. at, at convincing us that our life isn't what it needs to be, that it's not, that we're not good enough, mm-hmm. which is the same message that, you know, as you were saying that Jeff didn't have instilled in him, mm-hmm. you know, that it's that he, he didn't, he wasn't taught that his value is in who he is. He was taught that his value is in what he has Mm -hmm. as so many others. And his parents were taught that lesson before and Mm -hmm. their parents were taught that lesson. And we don't, we have compassion Mm -hmm. for our parents who did the best they could with what they were given. But we are also are grateful for the chance to enter a new era of consciousness and to break that cycle. Mm -hmm. 
I had, a, I had an image in my head when you mentioned the trophy, um, you know, that Jeff would finally hold to his parents and, and show, hey, and I, and I saw words engraved on it, on the, the bottom, on the plaque. It said, I'm finally good enough. Mm-hmm. And it just, it made me, I had this clenching of sadness that that wasn't known all along. And I strive each day with my boys, and I know that you guys do the same, to let them know that they are loved, that mm-hmm. they are perfect just the way they are, and that anything they do, yeah, we can celebrate it and be grateful, um, but it doesn't define who they are. Mm-hmm. And who they are is more than enough. It's, a, it's freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's wonderful, and it's to be celebrated day in, day out. The fact that they breathe air in and out of their bodies, the fact that they smile and laugh and hug, they don't need to do anything. Oh, you know, I, I, oh, there's, um, there's been times where I've looked at people, and not in a judgy way. It wasn't meant to be in a judgy way, but there's sometimes where I've looked at people and I went, what has happened in your life where you've gone from this sweet, giggly, happy baby because every mm-hmm. baby is happy yeah. and giggling <laughs> and smiling. Like they've got nothing. Mm. Not, like even babies who have had the worst of the worst, they're still happy and yeah. giggling. And then what has transpired in your life to get you to this point where you're just miserable and crusty yeah. and a nasty human like I have compassion for that because I think you've been on a hard yes. hard road yeah. right but how does anybody go and treat a child so painfully that that's what we are creating yeah. that's what we're upbringing well there's a song that I love and it's based on an expression it says hurt people hurt people mm-hmm. and though we certainly don't condone we can find a place of compassion that understands that anyone who is hurting others is only doing so as a result of mm-hmm. their own pain. Mm-hmm. And again, we, this is not to condone. This is not to, uh, to say, oh, it's okay. He's just a hurt person. Mm-hmm. We prevent, we step in, and we prevent harm being done to others as best we can. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we remember to have compassion mm-hmm. for the person who is doing things that we don't like, mm-hmm. and we work with them. Mm-hmm. We don't punish. Punishing has never. There is not a single time in history where punishing has improved a single any situation, mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Because punishing repeats the harm, repeats the pain, to the person and it will exacerbate their pain and they will hold on to that and they will strike back mm-hmm. when they can. Mm-hmm. And they might be afraid. We might lock them up in a jail. We might make them fear us mm-hmm. for a period of time. But if we turn our back, we are not safe. Mm-hmm. The key is, and this is difficult, to come from a place of compassion, especially when someone has hurt you mm-hmm. or someone you care about. Mm-hmm. That's a tough place to have compassion for someone. But, you know, the, one of the primary, um, you know, things that, that, you know, Jesus in the Bible would, would teach us is turn the other cheek, mm-hmm. you know. And 
the greatest love you can show is for someone who has hurt you. Mm-hmm. It's easy to love mm-hmm. someone who's, you know, helping you out, contributing to your well-being. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily love, though. That's like. I like you. I like what you're doing for me. But when someone creates suffering or acts in a way in which you experience suffering, to love that person is the greatest gift of all. That is actually the definition of love for me, is how you treat and how you respond to and view people that are not serving your best interests, that are not meeting your needs, that are not mm-hmm. agreeing with your opinions. That's love to me. You know, and I think that we can do it unbeknownst to us that we even end up... I'll use myself as an example. You know, there's times where I don't even realize that I'm hurting my children. Yeah. You know, it's things like... um, you know, I have emails or I have phone calls or I have things to do and mm-hmm. I put my kids to the back burners. Yeah. We're all guilty of it. Of course. We've all done it. I am so proud of my oldest son though. Mm. Takes him a lot. He has to be really <laughs> upset. But he'll say something to me. Yeah. You know, and usually it's in a moment of tears and upset and then I go, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. he's right. Yeah. I've been too busy for my own child to make time for him. And if, if it wasn't for my son having the courage to say something to me, yeah. as an 11-year-old boy, being able to stand up and say something, like I'm really proud of him for being able to do that, but I think of how many children are out there mm. that just sit silently with hurt yeah. feelings, and then it just manifests and festers, and then one day they become a teenager and it blows up. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and then we're surprised yeah. that teenagers... and. and it's easy to point the finger outwards and say, oh, I've just got a crazy teenager. Mm-hmm. You know, um, hardest thing as a parent is to turn that spotlight, that mirror on yourself mm-hmm. and say, wow, here's something that I'm doing that isn't in alignment with who I am. Mm-hmm. That opportunity cost I mentioned before. Yep. You know, what did you gain from those emails, that, those phone calls? And I am so guilty. <laughs> And this is my work. This is my leading edge, my growth edge. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yep. And, I, and I have compassion for myself in that, that I am certainly affected by forces in this world that have taught me that, okay, I need to get this much done and I, I need to have this you know, financial security and I also want this social engagement and, and, and growth and in a lot of areas, buckets that I'm trying to fill. Mm-hmm. Yet not being fully mindful always of what I'm giving up, what I'm sacrificing, what I'm trading away mm-hmm. for 30 pieces of silver, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to use that analogy. And um, the key for me recently has become, is to try to become ever more mindful yeah. and aware, conscious of my decisions. And then if I make the choice, if I say there are going to be times when I will tell my children, hey guys, I do need to do an hour or two of emails. I do have something important going on right now. I've got a workshop to attend. Mm-hmm. And I can communicate to them, these are choices that I'm making. These are the reasons why I'm making these choices. 
so that I can also make other choices mm -hmm. that involve us as a family. Mm -hmm. And then we're holding all of the needs together in the same space. And one need is not subservient to or sacrificed for another because that's what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. and, and your boys and my boys are extremely conscious of how we respect their needs. Mm-hmm. Yes. <sighs> yes. I try and look at them as, like, adults, mm -hmm. in a sense. You know, I know that they're not wise enough to make their own decisions in the sense of drinking or driving or whatever, yeah. Right? Yeah. But, um, you know, I, they are brave enough to mm. speak up for themselves. Yeah. And I want to treat them with that respect. I don't want to hush them yeah. or silence them or brush them off because I think that's the wrong approach to things. Yeah. Yeah. And it, in some ways, they're maybe wiser than us. Maybe we have more knowledge and experience, but maybe sometimes, and, and it's a balance, you know, we... This they're is teaching what, us. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I have learned so much, you know, from my eight, eight-year-olds and six-year-old. Mm -hmm. We've sat down and, and recently had conversations where I've been floored. Mm-hmm. And they have helped guide me. You know, here I, I'm supposed to be the know-it-all parent that's giving, teaching them how to live. And yet if we come from that position of I know everything and you know nothing and I'm teaching you, that's not, yeah. you know, that's not benefiting anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And almost that if they understand that I am respecting them and their opinions and their wisdom, mm -hmm. that's the key for them also appreciating my wisdom. Mm -hmm. And others. And others. Mm -hmm. mm. Raising healthy humans, happy humans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. More of, more of that, please. Mm -hmm. More of that, please. I, you know, when, when we look at the world today and, and how there's a lot of polarization, there's a lot of anxiousness and fear, antagonism, stress, Mm -hmm. anger viciousness mm -hmm. and we can see where that's come from from this illusion of scarcity mm -hmm. and this illusion of danger mm -hmm. and we've been our fears have been manipulated when we see that and peel that back and uncover that we also at the same time see the path out of it. Mm -hmm. And the path out of it is simple. Love one another. Love yourself. Love one another. And teach your children. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that hit the heart. Mm. That hit the heart. Yeah. Yeah. When we're coming from a f space of fear I don't think our decisions are being made very like clearly mm -mm. it's um, knee-jerk reaction yes right yeah and it was interesting because I had there was an incident I, I won't get into detail last week where um, there was knee-jerk reactions by some people that were around me and I just stopped and I was like just let it go mm -hmm. and a couple of days later they went wow, you're right, Kelly. And I said, yeah, wow. like you just, 
you just have to yeah. let it go. Stop, stop hearing something and then having an instantaneous reaction yes. to it. Yeah. Because that puts us all into tizzy. It mm-hmm. spins you round and round. It gets the other people around you spinning and worrying. And mm-hmm. like that whole, I'm sure you've heard that quote, like negativity spreads quicker mm-hmm. than positivity. Yes. Right? Yeah. And it so does, because I was sitting at the table and one person said something negative and then it was like, bam, bam, bam. And three people were just spun like a top. And I was like, mm. just let it go. Yeah. And I used the, the thing you said to me this once. He says, are you safe? And I said, yeah. Yeah. Are you safe today? That's all you need to worry about is, are you safe today? Yeah. Can you answer that? Yes. Then let it all yeah. go. Don't worry mm. about tomorrow. It, it, it worked really well. With I love that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That landed so... <laughs> wow. <laughs> Profoundly on me. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Are you safe today? Yeah. And that's all you need to worry about. Right mm. now, in this moment, are you safe? Yes? No. Yeah. And chances are, 99% of the time, you are. Mm-hmm. But you ask, it, we, if we go back 10,000, 30,000 years ago, we can be very grateful for these instantaneous reactions mm-hmm. that could help us a lot if a lion came crashing out of the clearing and mm-hmm. we needed to make a fast decision. Mm-hmm. But yeah. last I checked... <laughs> A lot of the dangers that we worried about 30,000 years ago when our brainstem, our amygdalas developed are not necessarily as prevalent. Yet the fear persists and the reactions persist unless we consciously choose to take a deep breath Mm -hmm. and remind ourselves, at least ask ourselves, Mm -hmm. are you safe? And Thank when you, you can answer yes to that question, it's like all of those fears go away. Yeah. Almost instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Mm. And when the fear goes away, the space is open again for love. You got it. Well, darn, <laughs> <laughs> Kelly. I'm learning. Yeah. It seems if we take a, a couple weeks off, uh, we bring a lot back to the table. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And... I've just been really trying to like root and ground myself and calm myself and, you know, not make those knee-jerk reactions. Yes. Yeah. Can't say it. Never make a knee-jerk reaction. <laughs> human. But um, more often than not, I'm finding myself coming from a space of of calm. Yeah. I love that. Deep breaths, five mm-hmm. seconds. And then in that 10 seconds Mm -hmm. can save hours days weeks of arguing pain and misery pain Mm -hmm. yeah and misery yeah i'm willing to trade 10 seconds of breathing Mm -hmm. because we forget how sharp the tongue can be sometimes and how hurtful it can be yeah Mm mm-hmm And if we were to reflect back on things we say in the heat of the moment, I think we could all clearly identify that that's not how I really think. Mm-hmm. Yet, once those words are out and they go into the ear of another, mm-hmm. you can't take them back. And no amount of explanation, apologizing, 
We'll ever make it better. We'll ever, un- yeah, we'll ever erase it. Yep. And you can get past it, you know, with a good friend, but how about we choose, you know, to mm-hmm. regulate ourselves a little more mm-hmm. for our own sake and the well-being of others. I'm an Aquarian, so I can be very, like, hot and yeah. hard and sharp. Yeah. And I've learned this about myself. So years and years ago, I learned that, Kelly, instead of saying anything, go for a walk calm down because mm. usually the thing that you're mad about in that moment is not what really upset you yes it's not what really hurt you yes that's what triggered you right yes so i'll go for a walk i'll peel the la- layers of the onion back and it's like okay this is what i'm really yeah. upset about it's yeah. not the initial yeah. whatever this is what i'm upset about that drives my husband nuts though he wants to just, <laughs> like duke it out right there so but then when we come back to the table and we can have an adult conversation yeah. we're not sitting there yelling and screaming at one another yeah. and saying hurtful things hmm. we need to be adult about things yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> wow. It's been so nice to reconnect with you today. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I have enjoyed this tremendously. Uh, and I'm greatly looking forward to getting Jeff. <sighs> and yes. I think we, would have, we, will, we will have a fun time. Oh, it's going to be such a nice different perspective. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm uh, getting him to, to open up and his thoughts and his views on everything. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. I'll send him with coffee first. So okay. He's awake. <laughs> <laughs> good thing, good thing, yeah. good thing. Well, well thank you, Kelly. Um, thank you. That wraps up today's episode of Conversations with Colby. Thanks again to my lovely and inspirationally wise co host, Kelly Skinner. Thank you all for listening and look forward to uh, connecting with you all again soon. Have a wonderful day. And remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other.